Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This show holds a very dear place in my heart. The Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. I'm Bob. wearing pants. Yeah. And Sherry. You look at all the things you've managed to do for yourself. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Woo! Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, we're going to kick today's show off with a little bit of a calamity. Uh, Bob called me just a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and said, I don't know what's going on. We just lost power. Like, they literally lost power about three minutes before the show was scheduled to start. So um, I was like, well, all right, let me know when you get your power back on and we'll just proceed without you. I have a, I have to tell you guys something. This is the, by far not the um, sexiest thing that I've ever said. But so I'm watching something with uh, Kevin, my patient who, you know, now is my complete captive 24-7 because he can't get away from me. So we're watching something, and a commercial comes on with Shaquille O'Neal, and it wasn't for Shakaroni, his pizza. It was for Icy Hot. So I think Icy Hot has been around my entire life, although it might have yeah. been called something else, right? It's been around forever. Yep. And I have never, ever thought of needing a product like that. Like, it's Shaquille O'Neal. He's so hardcore. But here's Shaq on the screen. And Shaq's like, you know, he he's a big guy and he's gotten injured a bunch in his career and he's a hardcore athlete. And Shaq's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I turned to Icy Hot. Well, I don't know if it's from hours of sitting at a computer or at my microphone or the stress of being a full-time 24-7 unqualified home health worker. <laughs> But I have had excruciating, um, like, neck and shoulder pain. And I know it's from sitting for hours. And I know it's from sitting at my laptop. But I'm also, like, I'm also doing a bunch of things that I've never really done before, like lifting things and carrying things and all that. And, yes, I could. I have a chiropractor, Dr. Tim, who I love. But I, I can't carve the time out of the day to go. Like, I just... I mean, Kev can't drive. There's like so many things he can't do yet for himself. I just feel like I can't go. So I've been chomping on, like, I've tried everything. Aleve, Tylenol, Ibuprofen. I, no, nothing works. I've tried ice. I've tried heat. And I'm looking at this commercial for Shaq. And I was like, yeah, yeah, there you go. So I stood up and said, I'll be back in about 20 minutes. 
I drove to the Walgreens and I bought a box of those icy hot patches that Shaq was talking about. And I came home and I said to the sheriff, slap one of these. Let me show you where. Can I tell you? I'm going to I'm going to go try the chacaroni next. The man <laughs> speaks the truth. Sherry, are you going to be getting car insurance from the general as well? I'm getting the general. I'm all in. I am I am all in whatever Shaq says. I'm go ahead and take it to the bank. Shaq does not lie. So and and Kev was like, "Well, I think maybe those icy hat patches work because you feel all that tingly menthol and it distracts you from your other pain." Yeah, okay, I consider that effective. How about you? If you're that distracting me, th- then I'm saying that it works. So I, I said to Kevin, I said, listen up, mister. When the weekend rolls around, we are going to experience a chacaroni. And he's like, oh, man, that's Papa John's. Hush your mouth. Hush your disrespectful mouth. If that chacaroni is half as powerful as this icy hot, I'm here to tell you. Well, so yeah, know, my say, next step is to call the general for my car insurance. Thank you very much. Trying to trying to explain why that works would be like saying, yeah, well, when they when they give you that morphine at the hospital, all it does is make you not feel the pain and not care about it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's what Go. they promise to do and they deliver. <laughs> Goal achieved. You betcha. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. and and I was so pleased because. It's so funny how, like, you can see the same message a thousand times. Have you had that happen to you? The same, you'll see or hear the same thing a thousand times. And then one day it just hits different. You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try memory. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So wherever you are, Shaq. See, Sherry, that's what advertising is. It helps you yeah. solve a problem. And your problem was pain, and it solved it. It did. It did. And you know how hard it is to shut up about your mild neck discomfort when your husband... I don't even know how many broken bones he has. And he can't can't get himself in and out of the shower without pain. You think I'm going to go to him and go, oh my God, my neck is like really tight. He takes takes the fun out of her. Oh, he re- he's really raining on my parade. Yeah. Thank you, Shaquille O'Neal. I will report him back about Shakaroni next week. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, so if you're just joining us, uh, Bob's power went out three minutes before the show began. We, we don't know what's going on there. He called me and said, I hear sirens. And then he hung up, so I'm not sure if a tree went down or what. But... Um, We just wrapped up our Burn That Bill contest, and we're kicking off our new contest for Love Month. You can win a me party. But before we talk about that, we got the sweetest message. It was so cool and exciting to hear. Hi, my name is Barbara T. I just heard about the Burn a Bill this morning on your show on my way to work. Had to pull over because I started crying. Thank you so much. Um. I don't know how it works, but thank you. And I love your show. Bye. Oh, Barbara, I'm so glad you were one of our winners. And I want to take you all behind the scenes a little bit. Um, It has been a, a written in stone truth of the Bob and Sherry radio experience over the years. It did not matter what we were giving away. We could give away a car, a house, a vacation, a diamond necklace, $1,000, Taylor Swift tickets, you name it, 
And we would be so excited. We'd be like, all right, all right. Okay, we're going to call our winner right now. Janice, oh my God, girl, you just won tickets to see Taylor Swift's 1989 tour and a backstage meet and greet. And Janice would go, oh, oh, that's good. Okay, thank you. Hey, Dave, congratulations. You're the winner of Bob and Sherry's $1,000 weekend. Okay. <laughs> am I am I in any way uh, wrong? Max? You're not wrong, anyway. but I think what happens sometimes is people are shocked in the moment, and then I, I can tell you from years of doing this with contests, you hear right before they hang up the phone, they shout to somebody else, "You'll never guess what!" Click, and so <laughs> they give all the excitement to whoever was in the room, but they don't to you because they're like, "Oh my god, I, I guess, can't believe this has happened." I guess, but like I'll be driving down the road listening to the radio and it'll be, all right, caller number 10, we have a koozie from the band Kansas. And the person, caller number 10, is like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what, where are these winners for the Bob and Cherry show? So when we heard your message, Barbara, we were like, oh, she's happy to win. Now we're shifting gears because we kicked off a brand new contest Monday of this week. And this is a Valentine's Day contest for everybody. This is you winning a party for yourself. This isn't about, oh, it's for you as a couple, because not everybody's in a relationship. This is a Valentine's Day gift for you. And we had a message about that one, too. Guys, I just heard the full ad for the Valentine's single package which totally considering divorce because that sounds like the best self-care package ever. Oh my God. Anyways, so I need to know who came up with the poem. Oh, the poem? Is, is that what you answered? So we're running, the poem, a, yeah. we're running a promo that, that has a poem on it. And so, um, so, so here's what happened. We had the contest and usually what happens is I get the information because I usually write and produce the, the, the promos that we have for the poems. But Tony Garcia, somebody who I didn't know had any sort of poetic ability whatsoever, he sends me this email and he said, I am going to write the poem for this. And I said, okay, <laughs> let's see awesome. what that's going to sound like. So uh, we'll play the promo for it now. It's love month on Bob and Sherry. That's true. But even so, some of us are blue. Bob and Sherry have a way to take the blues away with a celebration just for you. It's a box with socks that are cozy. They're sure to warm up your teeny little toesies. <laughs> a mask that will calm and moisturize your skin. And the Bob and Sherry swag you've been dying to win. We also include some scone goddess scones, which will take the sting out of being alone. We've included oh. delicious Maine Needhams, those cute little candies. With your free Netflix gift card, you'll definitely want them handy. It's a me party from the Scone Goddess, May Needhams, and the Bob and Sherry Show. We're picking a winner every day, so come on, don't be slow. You can register now for the Bob and Sherry Me Party package on the contest page at bobandsherry.com. Oh, that was so good. Hey, Max, did you explain to Tony that we can't pay him extra for the extra work? <laughs> no, yeah, I, he don't get I think a talent fee. No I, talent I, fee. Here's what I think is going on, Cherry. I think he did the work so he can dock my paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, T. I mean, that was good. And you, you put in some extra time, but, uh, you know, 
the budget, am I right? Seriously. Enter right yeah. now. We're giving away a Me Party package every day for the entire month of February for Love Month. And it's a leap year. So that means one oh, extra yeah. winner this year. Enter right now at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Morons in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's go! Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Columbus, Indiana. A Columbus man was arrested after a Bartholomew County Sheriff's deputy observed him aiming a laser at his patrol vehicle. Several reports were received by the sheriff's office over the last week regarding someone aiming a laser at aircraft in this area of the Columbus Municipal Airport. When another report came in, which prompted a sheriff's deputy to be dispatched to the area of the airport, the deputy was unable to find the source of the laser. 20 minutes later, the deputy observed a green laser emitting from a black passenger car. At that time, the laser was pointed at the deputy's patrol car. After a traffic stop, the driver was identified as 49-year-old Christopher Clem of Columbus. During the investigation, two laser devices were found, along with methamphetamine, crushed prescription painkillers. The deputies also recovered a handgun in Clem's vehicle. Clem admitted to the deputy that he aimed the laser at planes flying overhead. Clem was transported to the Bartholomew County Jail, where he is being held on charges of pointing a laser at a public safety officer, possession of methamphetamine, possession of a controlled substance, and dealing in a controlled substance, and all charges are enhanced due to Clem being in possession of a firearm. The U.S. Air Marshals and Federal Aviation continue to investigate. Now, I'm pretty sure Clem was not returning home from his monthly MITSA meeting, and I know... When I when I am armed and carrying drugs in my car, I like to use a laser to get the police's attention. That's that's really the smart part of this. I mean, what these, are you thinking? These people, like, if you oh. have that much enthusiasm for waving a laser pointer around, I have four cats here. Come on by. <laughs> yes. These people yes. that do that, just just the waving your laser at airplanes is dumb enough. But if you're right, if you have a car full of Drugs and weapons? <laughs> buddy! Buddy, what you thinking? All right, let's low go profile, to today's... Baby, low profile, <laughs> Let's go to today's Moron of the Day. You know how right. convenience stores are set up. It's about an impulse buy. Unless you're me and Lamar doing a, um, a thank you purchase because we used your bathroom. You know, you bought some gas. You go in to get a Dr. Pepper. And you walk yep. out with, you know, a giant hot pickle. And a bag of little gummy candies. I mean, we all know how it goes. This is what happened in Pasco, Florida. A guy named Stefan Carew went to a Circle K gas station. And um, he parked next to a Garda World armored truck. And I guess the temptation and the impulse was so strong that he unlocked the truck driver's door and took a couple of bags of money. Oh. One had $54,000 in it. The other had $48,000 in it. And how do we know that it was Stefan Carew who snatched up those money bags and drove off in his van? Well, 
They have surveillance cameras at the Circle K, and we have facial recognition software. And that's how they were able to trace the robbery back to Stefan. They issued a warrant, and they arrested him. You know how they arrested him? By going to his house and knocking on the door. So (laughs) whether your impulse buy is hot fries or a couple of bags of money, you have to have a better plan for your life than this. You just, you just can't expect to open up an armored truck, take two giant bags full of money. Like, what are you, Bugs Bunny? And this is a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> it can't be that easy. It just cannot and, be that easy. <laughs> and then just drive back to your house to watch some TV. You have to know that they're going to catch you and they did catch him and he is now facing charges of grand theft and he will do time if they get him and that is morons in the news have a plan when you go in to the gas station convenience store coming up do you recognize that voice because some real big stars are doing the voiceovers on commercials and you may not even realize it. Plus, comedian Mark Forward. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Now in the ramp up to my favorite time of the year, Girl Scout cookie season. There's some news concerning the price of their treats that even the Girl Scouts are not safe from inflation. Girl Scout cookie prices are on the rise and it looks like it's going to go from $5 a box for the last few years to $6 a box. Don't whine about it because they're great and they're worth $6. So just stop whining. The decision to raise the price of the Girl Scout cookies is based on the costs associated with food production, labor, transportation, blah, 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 blah. We understand. I mean, everything else is going up, so why not cookies? So, you're going to be shelling out just a little bit more money. But when you purchase Girl Scout cookies, you get more than a sweet treat. All the proceeds stay local to help power those amazing experiences for Girl Scouts in our community. Less exciting, though, for the organization is the potential for a Girl Scout cookie black market. Something that actually happened last year. In 2023, after the Girl Scouts released the new Raspberry Rally flavor and it became the first cookie to be exclusively sold online, it was a big hit and it sold out. But a reseller market opened up on eBay with prices going from $15 a box to $180 for 10 packages. And the Girl Scouts were really upset. And in a statement, the Girl Scouts expressed their disappointment in the unauthorized sales of their products and stressed that it deprives the youth organization of its proceeds. Really? Because unless they steal them cookies, don't the Girl Scouts still get the original money? I mean, somebody bought a ton of Girl Scout cookies and then sold them for a profit. I don't get it. I think the Girl Scouts still got paid. Did they not? I hope anyway, so. I would think. But they're not trying Listen, it this year. They, they're not going to do it again this year. You are a terrible human being if you steal the cookies and the Girl Scouts don't get paid. Yes. Come on. Yes. That's the worst. Yes. That's the worst. Support your Girl Scouts. Go out there and buy some cookies. This is Bob and Sherry.
Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. So Max has worked up something very cool here. So explain it, Max, and then let's hit it. So there's a lot of famous actors who do voiceovers on commercials, but you don't realize who they are. Every once in a while you might. But um, I was surprised at some of these because I've heard these commercials and I didn't recognize who it was. So mm-hmm. uh, let me play some of it and then see if you can guess who it who it is. Um, okay. Now this first one is very short, but you've heard these. These are M and M commercials. So this first one mm-hmm. is very short. Uh, Santa. Uh, Santa. <laughs> That's the yellow M and M. All right. Let, let me, me hear, hear it again. Let me hear it again. Yeah. Uh, Santa. Is that the guy who's the brother on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? No, that's a good guess, though. No. Uh, uh, Santa? That is Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons as the yellow M&M. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Wait, the that's state- the Farmer's Insurance right. guy? Yeah, Farmer's Insurance. Let me hear insurance. it again. Santa? Talent has no limit. No limit. Uh, Santa? <laughs> Which means, you know... If you're an actor, you're an actor. You you audition for all kinds of stuff. You know, he just wasn't. Right. He didn't think he was too good for it, so he went and auditioned Man. for it. All right. Now, um, here is the next one. First is an act of pure alchemy, the creation of something from nothing. First stands on no shoulders. It follows no footsteps. To first, the view ahead is wide open. The only thing that first chases... Do you know who it is? ...is possibility. No. So it's Mercedes-Benz as the client. First yeah. Makes us who we are. That is John Hamm. Oh, no! that's right. First, yeah. God! Pure alchemy. The creation yeah. of something from nothing. Okay. All right, now, uh, this next one is for Nationwide. In the nation, people are remembering driver's ed. They're looking left, then right, then left again. They're not texting or tweeting, no sir. They're breaking for squirrels, and then some. And their deductibles are disappearing. Because nationwide insurance members who had vanishing deductible get $100 off for every year. You get an idea? We put members first because we don't have you. No? I'm listening. I'm thinking modern family. Modern family. In the nation, people are remembering driver's ed. They're looking left, then right, then left again. That's Julia Roberts. Tweeting, no, sir. Oh, oh I was with I Lamar. Yeah, Claire yeah. On, on Modern Family. I thought it was Claire. Okay, was Claire. Uh, this next commercial is for Walgreens. Look at you saving money on your Medicare Part D prescriptions. At Walgreens, we call that Carpe Med Diem. That's almost Latin for seize the day That's to Tina get more Faye. out of life. And that is Tina Fey. That is great. Tina Fey. Yeah. Oh, that was good, Lamar. Can I can yeah. I hear it? Kind of sure. Let me hear Look at you, saving money on your Medicare Part D prescriptions. At Walgreens, we call that carpet. Yeah, now I hear it. Okay. Now I hear it. Yeah, yeah. All of these, once you, once, you, once you know it, you go, oh, yeah. Okay, this next mm-hmm. one is for Allstate. Insurance was born online, which means fewer costs, which saves money. Their customer experience is virtually paperless, which saves paper, which saves money. They have smart online tools, so you only pay for what's right for you, which saves money. They settle claims quickly, which saves time, which saves money. They drive an all-hybrid I got nothing. Gas, nothing. He, he, he was on a, he was on a, br- 
script. Sort of a groundbreaking situation comedy that was on. Let me hear, let me hear. Insurance, backed by Allstate. But insurance was born online, which means fewer costs, which saves money. Their customer experience is virtually paperless. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. It's John Krasinski. So you only pay for what's right for you. That's Jim from The Office? No Yeah, but it don't sound like Jim. It don't sound, now that you say it, I can hear it, but it don't sound like it cold. It really don't. No. And that was done in part. I mean, the, the, the cuts are so quick that that was uh, he was only doing a few words at a time. Yeah. So uh, here uh, here's one more before we break. This is the famous Budweiser beer. We know of no brand produced by any other brewer, which costs George so Clooney. much to brew in age. That is George Clooney. Yeah, I know my Clooney. Lamar, I was hoping that you would know this. What with your, you know, <laughs> Budweiser DNA. That's in the rearview mirror, baby. That's in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I hear you, my brother. I Once he's you. done, he's done. <laughs> okay, we have more. Right, I'm done. We have some more of these. We have some more yeah, of I these coming up. I yeah. want to hear them. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's Bob, it's Bob and, Jerry. and Jerry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Hollywood actors just love doing voiceovers because, number one, it's a whole lot easier than acting to a camera. Number two, it pays very, very well, and it's also fun. And Max put together a bunch of them, and we're going to see if we can guess who the actor is doing the commercials. So far, I think out of the last, what do we do, about eight of them, we got two or three, right? I I only guessed one. This next one's easy. (laughs) This this next one's easy. It's pretty amazing. Now one click of a mouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a Morgan oh, Freeman. Oh God, Morgan yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Groove. Busted. Shake it. Get down. You know, <laughs> you know, if you if if you saw the Shawshank Redemption, you know, I mean, yeah. All right, uh, this next one is for Duracell. Why do more emergency workers everywhere trust Duracell? Duralock Power Preserve locks in power for up to 10 years in storage. Now guaranteed. Duracell with Duralock. Trusted everywhere. I can see him, but I don't know his name. I I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I can see. I can see. Why do more emergency workers everywhere trust Duracell? Duralock Power Preserve locks in power for up to 10 years in storage. Now guaranteed. Duracell with Duralock. We're all going to be ashamed that we can't get you this are, one. You yeah. are, because you know who this is. It's the dude. It's Jeff Bridges. Oh, that's Jeff that's Bridges. Yeah. yeah. Why do more emergency workers everywhere trust Duracell? Duracell oh, God, as soon as you say it. Ten years in storage. Now guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. The next one is... Um, ba, 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 ba. This is Karen and Jeremiah. They don't know it yet, but they're going to fall in love. Get married, have a couple of kids, move to the country, and live a long, happy life together where they almost never fight about money. Because I don't right know, Toby Maguire? They'll no? find some financial folks. And That's Julia Roberts. <laughs> That's Julia Roberts right there. That is Matt Damon. focus on other things, oh. like each other. God, it is. You hear it. This is Karen and Jeremiah. Yeah. They don't know it yet. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, this actress has been on a couple really successful TV shows, and um, I think she was nominated for an Oscar as well. Now's the time to invest in lumber. 
in rubber, in bellies. West Wing, West Wing, West Wing. Yeah, you're, that's the show. Allison Janney? It is. West Wing. Into your 10K. Is that yeah, Allison That's Allison Janney. Wow. She's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, this next one, they're going to play a little of the funny part of the jingle in the front of it before we get to the voice. Is that Gaga? Now, now, the voice is coming. Delicious lattes from Dunkin' Donuts. You order them in English, not for Italian. America runs on Dunkin'. John, 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 John. 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 John, John. John, John, John. John is the first name. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know what the rest of it is. Big John lost a lot of weight. Big John Goodman. That is correct. Goodman. John Goodman, yeah. All right. This next one is for Cadillac. All year for summer. This summer was definitely worth the wait. Summer's best event from Cadillac. Let summer try and pass you by. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint on this. He was on a TV show that rang for a pretty good long time, and then he appeared as a guest appearance on the sequel uh, just before the finale, like two years ago. You wait all year for summer. This summer was definitely worth the wait. If he said, if, "If he said, Mr. White, you're not like I remember in high school," would you know? Shut, Aaron Paul. Yeah. Let summer try. That's Jesse from Breaking Bad. Wow. He, he's an unlikely all year for summer. He's an unlikely choice for Cadillac, don't you think? This summer was definitely. I completely un- he's the last guy I would have picked. Okay. You know, and- that brings that brings up a really good point that he's an unusual choice. You're saying to yourself, did these guys get the job in part because of who they are? Or I- did they get the job because they are that good? at voiceover announcers and acting i'm telling you as somebody who's taken voiceover classes and done voiceover auditions these people are very good at doing this they didn't just happen into it there's an art to this and all of them are able to do that i have one more for you Twenty-five thousand mornings give or take is all we humans get we spend them on treadmills we spend them in traffic and if we get lucky really lucky it dawns on us to go spend them in a world where a simple sunrise can still be magic. 25,000 mornings. Make sure some of them are pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.com. Tim Allen. That is Tim Allen. Yes. Very good. He does does a lot of, he does uh, like Chevrolet. He's done a lot of voiceover. He is a very successful, in fact, he may be one of the most successful male voiceover talents in the country today. Really? You know Excellent. who does a lot of voice work and you don't realize it is Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs oh, yes. on the Discovery yeah. Channel. He yeah. not only voiceovers commercials, he's the narrator on a lot of like documentaries on your basic oh, yeah. cable. He that man stays busy. That's his clean job, I think, is reading voice stuff. You know, you know that who was else does really a lot of voiceovers. Cool. It's our it's our own Max. He does which you've done Sears, right? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. 
I've, I've done it. Here's what here's here's the sum total of my voiceover career. Your call is important. Someone will be with you momentarily. <laughs> Listen closely as our options have changed. So you are the most hated man in America. I am. What it comes down to. Yeah, that's right. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Nissan. It's time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Mark Forward. Thanks. I'm really good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really good at this. So. No, I'm one of the best. So. I went out to dinner tonight and... Uh, the waiter came over, as they do. <laughs> and he was all like, do you, do you want pepper on that? And I was like, well, is it, is it better? <laughs> pepper on it? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot better with pepper on it. And I was like, well, why didn't you finish it in the kitchen? Like, are there other ingredients back there that you are withholding that will increase the flavor of my meal? Why are we playing this game, Daniel? My wife Sophie has made enough choices. That's a World War II joke. Sometimes I think about my grandmother and uh, I hope she's up in heaven making her world famous butter tarts. But then she'll call or come over. And... <laughs> Maybe I'm being nostalgic, but I remember a time when I wasn't. And my, my brother had a hamster and I was not allowed to play with it. So I would sneak into his room and I would play with it when he wasn't there. And, squirt it with water and we we would both laugh and then the next day he got really sick and they um they weren't sure he was going to make it but i didn't mind so much right because while he was in the hospital i could play with his hamster <laughs> my dad did not take my brother being in the hospital very well he um he turned to the bottle yeah but once my brother was dead, <laughs> he just stopped drinking. Like, that must have been the problem, right? <laughs> if your arms were made of angels, and your angels were made of arms, Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Are you tired of owning a cat with four legs? <laughs> Would you like a dog in your house that you can literally call Scraps? <laughs> Would you like a pet in your home that's more of a conversation starter? <laughs> like, hey, is Sarah coming? <laughs> no, she, she had stuff. Okay. 
this a new couch? No, it's a, no, it's the same. Hey, who lit your bunny on fire? <laughs> May you find some creatures here. Thanks, I'm Mark Ford. It's a strange delivery. <laughs> Full commitment. Full commitment to such strange everything. He got a standing ovation. Wow. Because sometimes you're just like, wow, I haven't seen that before. Right? We'll get that posted up at B-O-B-A-M-B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab, look for everyone needs a laugh, and maybe sign up for the free Bob and Sherry newsletter while you're there. We never spam you. It's just all really fun stuff, including contests that we only run in the newsletter and content that only shows up there. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. You know, if I said to you, we're getting ready to have the largest skyscraper in this country, you probably wouldn't think that it's going to be in Oklahoma City, but that's what they're talking about. They had developed this, uh, Oklahoma City had developed a super tall skyscraper, and they decided to change it a little bit and go from 1,750 feet to 1,907 feet. If that's approved, the height will make that structure the tallest building in the United States and the fifth tallest building in the world. The extra 157 feet that is proposed for this would bring it to 1907, which is a homage to the year that Oklahoma was granted statehood. Newly released renderings show that this big spire will go up to the very top to make it that high. It's going to be called the Boardwalk at Bricktown, and it's a mixed-use development, and it's got 345-foot-tall towers and then the super skyscraper. And... This will it will be taller than the One World Trade Center in New York City. There's going to be a hundred condominiums, a 350 room hotel. There's going to be a top floor that consists of an observatory, a bar, and a restaurant. At approximately five million square feet, the Boardwalk at Bricktown is going to include the hotels, the condominiums, all kinds of retail and commercial space. And it's going to have 1,776 residential units that range from the market rate, affordable workforce, and luxury apartments. Somebody's oh. making a big gamble on this. I hope this a, works out. I really, really do. This is a yeah. gamble. Yeah. With the <laughs> amount of space that's available in big cities because people are working from home and not in the office, they're not going to be able to yeah. fill it with a lot of offices. I think yep. it's just, it's Oklahoma saying, hey, y'all, why don't you come and visit us once in a while, okay? Why don't you come see us? I know we don't have an ocean, blah, blah, blah. That's what well, it's I a tourist might, attraction. I just might go out there. I just might go see it when it gets through. Just to I hope see y'all it. will, yeah. too. 
Yep. Yes. Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Talk back time. You can call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERI if you like, or if you have our app, it's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. And you can use the app to listen to the show every day and all of our podcasts, including the Oddcast and Talking Lamar and True Weird Stuff. And you can tap that little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do all the work. Hey, so I'm listening to you guys talk about, oh, Taylor Swift. Um, I love Taylor, by the way. But anyway, I would love for my life to be so perfectly happy and so free of problems that all I had to worry about is how much I hate Taylor Swift and the fact that they show her on the freaking football games. Who cares? And also, do they realize they're hating this girl just for existing, for breathing air? So stupid. Yeah. I don't, I think that she's awesome. I love Taylor. I'm a diehard Swifty as well, Sherry. So you guys have a good day. I'm I'm with you. I can't, I wish I had enough extra time in the day to be like, let me see who I hate. Um, I mean, it was, I watched the Grammys and, I thought it was a phenomenal show. And the Grammys did something really right this year. They they were more about the music than they were about anything else. Um, Annie Lennox covering Sinead O'Connor. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was great. Joni Mitchell, if you mm-hmm. didn't if you didn't like dissolve at the sight of this woman, I think she's 80, who has mm-hmm. fought her way back from a brain aneurysm singing a song she wrote when she was 24. Oh my God. Um, the Miley, Tracy Chapman. What'd you think of, you think of Miley Holmes. Cyrus? Oh, Miley queen finally got a Grammy. Like Miley was yeah. amazing. She looked amazing. I liked when Miley said, don't act like y'all don't know this song. Like she just was not there to be disrespected in any way. She was and of great. Course, yeah. Taylor Swift made history. Um, the only artist to win four Grammys, four albums of the year. We have just a snippet of that. Friend, um, I would love to tell you that this is the best moment of my life, but I, I feel this happy when I finish a song or when I crack the code to a bridge that I love or when I'm shot listing a music video or when I'm rehearsing with my dancers or my band or getting ready to go to Tokyo to play a show. For me, the, the award is the work. All I want to do is keep being able to do this. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. It makes me unbelievably blown away that it makes some people happy who voted for this award too. All I want to do is keep doing this. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do what I love so much. Our queen, Fantasia Barino doing Proud Mary. What a, I mean, it just was, it was a show that was really about music. And I can't tell you the last time I watched, usually I'm watching the Grammys and I'm like, yawn, can we just get to it? But this was one where it felt more like, you know, the show they do for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, where it's Mm -hmm. a show, it's an award show, but it's really like a concert. That's what the Grammys felt like. Big numbers. Big numbers. You know, you see one award show after another. The the one before this was uh, Golden Globes. And, and it tanked, uh, relatively speaking. There there were not as many people as the previous several years. And it's been the same way with the Academy Awards. 
but the Grammys somehow um, bested them all because they had a lot of people watching. And, you know, you're just running through the list of performers. That's a pretty wide selection. And one of the great things about that show was it gave something to people who are boomers. It gave something to people who are Gen Xers. There was a little bit of something for everybody, almost like the way Top 40 Radio was way back in the day where, you know, you'd hear one artist like Sinatra uh, being played right after Led Zeppelin. It was just a great, great um, combination of different ages and genres. So I have to say, um, Kev, my husband does not usually watch these award shows with me. Like he wanders off to another room, but of course he's immobile and my captive. So we're watching the Grammys and he was into it because the performances were so great. And then Jay-Z gets up and makes his speech. And that was riveting television. Let me just say riveting. I mean, Jay-Z was like, some of y'all don't even belong in your category. Like he served it up. And and we're watching this and Kev goes, uh, does this happen at all of these shows? I was like, no, sir. This is just tonight. <laughs> this is just, this yeah, it was pretty good. And then there was this great line. Jay-Z goes, I'm sorry. When I get nervous, I tell the truth. What a night. It's Bob and Sherry. Come visit the Bob and Sherry store to find great deals down every aisle. We wish you were here to get the book of Bob, cooking with cats, Bob and Sherry grocery totes, phone cases, shirts, night shirts, caricature mugs, scones from the scone goddess, water bottles, true weird stuff, merchandise, and more. We wish you were here for the time of a lifetime. The Bob and Cherry Store on the shop tab at bobandcherry.com. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Cherry app. I want to do a salute to people who totally embrace winter. I want to talk about guys who wear shorts 12 months out of the year, even in <laughs> cold weather places, and people who go away for vacation to the beach in very cold weather places. There's a, a website that I see that's a travel-based website. And here's the here's the headline. Why not have a winter weekend on Nantucket Island? A winter weekend on Nantucket. Now, Nantucket Island is about 20 miles off the coast of Massachusetts. All right. It's out there. And the winds are howling. And, and they say a winter weekend on Nantucket is a quiet, beautiful time to stroll the empty beaches, unplug and curl up with a book and enjoy bargain off-season prices. Well, while you're strolling the empty beaches, keep in mind, here's why they're empty. It's freezing cold (laughs) and the wind is blowing at 20 miles an hour. Um, Unplugging and curling up with a book, I gotta be honest, I I love Nantucket. I love it. But I can uncurl, I can curl up with a book pretty much anywhere in my house and not have to travel, not have to do anything. And I don't know that this travel site is helping Nantucket. There's a shot of the boat that you would take out to the island, and it's the stern of the boat with plastic seats, and they're covered with ice and snow. <laughs> so even, <laughs> even getting there is going to be a tough... If you you know If that rings your bell, then have a great time. Now let's get to the guy who is the guy that wears shorts 
And I think we may have one of them actually on the show here this morning by the name of Mr. <laughs> Max, who wears shorts just about every day of the year. But he does not live in upstate New York. Ryan McCormick, who is 45, uh, splits his time between New York and North Carolina. He wears shorts every day and has found that being able to withstand the Arctic chill increases his mental and physical fortitude. He slips into a jacket if he's going to be outside for a long time. But otherwise, no matter what the weather, he wears a T-shirt and shorts. Quote, I use this as a means to condition my body. I'm testing myself and seeing how long I can take it. Personal growth, he believes, is the result of persevering through discomfort. Wow. I test my body by turning down a third glass of wine. That's, that's how I test my body. But we, we all know that guy, don't we? Wearing sh- I'm married no, it's, to him. Are you kidding? Is the sheriff like that? Like, like it's 38 degrees and he's outside in shorts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You betcha. All year round. Yep. He has long pants. He has big boy pants. But mm, it's got to be a blizzard or an ice storm to get him to put them on. For sure. I, th- I think middle school kids, boys especially, uh, started this thing. I think adults picked up after it because I can remember dropping my girls off and seeing, you know, it's like 40 degrees and the boys are going in and they, they've got shorts on in, uh, in January. Now, I don't live in upstate New York, but nonetheless, it can't get cold anywhere in the United States with the exception of Miami. And just for clarity, usually from December to March, I don't wear shorts, but I wear shorts the rest of the time. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were a year-round man. When no, you were, uh, no. I, really? I, yeah, oh. I, I'm, not, I'm not as hardy as you think. <laughs> 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 I'm glad you think I am. Well, it, uh, it is it is easier. I remember when one of the former bad managers we had at the old station, I remember when he criticized you for wearing shorts every day and you didn't like that at all. No, no. no in, said, fact, in fact, he did it in front of other management yeah. people from the company yeah. and he yeah. did it as a way of mocking me and I wasn't pleased about it. Cause, I, I think, because there I, was I a thing or two he could have been mocked about, that's for sure. Boy, that's for sure. Um, I didn't he say something like, "Well, this is the way radio people dress now." I guess wasn't it something like that? Um, it was actually. I think it was worse than that, as I recall. So really, you know, yeah. Well, uh, yes, it is. As a matter of fact, and what is your point? <laughs> you <know? laughs> I mean, the last time I had a checkup, I walked into the doctor's office, and the doctor came in. And he was wearing sneakers, blue jeans, some sort of a polo shirt, but he threw the white coat over the whole thing and had a Pittsburgh pirate hat on. Honest to God, a doctor. I mean, the United States has changed as far as uh, how we look at professionals and their way of dressing. I was saying a friend of mine was a lawyer. I walked into the law office in the middle of the week to say hello to him and nobody had a tie on. So, I mean, it's just nobody doesn't. I mean, that you have to let go. Nobody's doing totally. that anymore. Yeah, um, totally. You know, now that Kev has this giant cast on his leg, he couldn't wear mm-hmm. his big boy long pants if he wanted to. So oh, it's yeah, a good thing yeah. we don't have any weddings or funerals to go to right now. 
right. because he's going to look extremely casual. <laughs> well, <laughs> no listen, tell him the occasion is. Tell him you you and he can have a romantic bargain off-season uh, weekend in beautiful Nantucket Island. Oh, he yeah. can get that, that little scooter and push it along the boardwalk if they have one there. You know? I'm, I'm with you, Bob. If I'm going to shiver and curl up with a book, I'll do it right here and save a few bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Go to bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher to win a vacation from Visit Florida to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by Easy Cater? Order food for your work at easycater.com. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this this one's going out to everyone who assumes the worst, everyone who's easily offended, everyone who always jumps to the conclusion that someone's doing them dirty. This one's for y'all. Now, you're probably, you probably stopped listening already because you're already ticked off that anyone would dare assume that you're a person who's easily <laughs> offended or always assumes the worst. But here's the dealio. Um, it's in your brain. So um, for people who consider like, oh, um, a friend didn't text me back, that's an act of hostility, right? They're, they're mad at me for something or they're, they're uh, icing me out for something as opposed to, well, maybe they just meant to reply in heaven or they got something going on, right? Um, people that are that are super likely to think there's a hostile reason for whatever is happening have way more of a very unique kind of brain activity in their ventromedial prefrontal cortex. So that part of the brain is responsible for like decision-making and regulating your feelings and ready. This is fascinating how you perceive yourself. So Hmm. this part of the brain, it's very high order and it stays busy all the time. You're taking in everything your senses are giving you, you're, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, all of that. And it integrates that, all of that information coming in from the outside world with all of the things that you believe about the world and people about yourself. So it helps you manage how you react to social situations, right? Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, um, that's a really complex thing. A stranger um, talking, chatting to you at a grocery store, that's a pretty complex interaction, right? And your brain is busy, busy, busy. Well, Mm -hmm. for people that are likely to assume there's always a hostile or negative intent, that part of the brain lights up in ways that it doesn't for anybody else. And so if this is who you are, it's in your brain, right? And if you deal with people like this, and we all do because of a little thing called the internet, if you're dealing with people like this, maybe it'll be good to know and to remember that that they literally are wired to assume the worst in every situation. They're just wired to think that they're being disrespected. They're wired to think that you have an agenda. Their brains are wired that way. They can't help it. Is it an excuse? um, Oh, so these people get a pass? Well, Um, I mean, let's say somebody's listening and that is who they are. And they say, oh, my God, light bulb there. That's me. 
is that is that an excuse, you know, to go through your life, you know, go through your marriage relationships, um, perceiving the world that way? Because I think that would be a tough person to live with. Some people will take it as an excuse. They'll be like, well, this is just who I am and I can't change. But yeah, um, yeah. what's what's interesting is because it has a lot of it has to do with your brain. Remember what I said, your brain takes in all this outside world input. But then it combines it with the stuff you already believe about the world and yourself. So mm -hmm. if if living like this is exhausting and difficult, and it seems like it would have to be, like, wouldn't yeah. you be anxious and bummed out all the time if this was who you are? Always yeah. looking for the, like, the next diss, the next insult, the next attack. When When people don't mean anything but that's how you're taking it god it would be exhausting i guess you could take this two ways you could go well that's just who i am or you could go well i might need to work a little bit harder on the way i think about myself and the world right oh yeah I mean, oh yeah a lot of people are gonna do that good luck yeah well i mean in order i think to hear it that way you would have to be a person with some pretty solid self-awareness you would have to be you aware would. You would have to be aware that that's how you deal with the world. Mm -hmm. I, we've worked with people. We've worked with management like this. It's a, oh my God, it's a hellscape. When you have a manager who thinks that every single thing has some villainous agenda. Oh my God, that's the worst. Let me, let me tell the folks of what we've been through. Uh, just this one instance. So we're having a meeting, and it's it's the Bob and Sherry crew, right? And it's Max, and uh, it was Todd was with us at the time, and Sherry and me, and on the phone uh, is is Tony, and so we're uh, we're talking, planning. I think we we're we we're doing a trip to meet listeners or something like that, and in walks this insane <laughs> manager guy, and he takes a look, and he looks around, he goes. Well, this is a sweet little meeting about I think I know what. What? What? A, what? what a <laughs> we, hey, but, we were talking about. But you know what? You wouldn't, as difficult as that guy is to deal with, you sure wouldn't want to be him because you wouldn't want to live no. in that dark, boarded up, haunted house where everybody is out to diss you. We'll get this yep. posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I have never been inside a juicy couture uh, store in my life. I've, I've walked Lie. by them. Liar. Why you gotta lie like that? You're wearing your pink velour track pants that say juicy across the bottom right now. Liar. All right, you got me. You got me. Liar. But only on Saturday nights, all right? Not right now. Um, anyway, I want you to explain, to explain to me the marketing genius behind this, because I don't get it. Juicy Couture, and I know many towns don't have a Juicy Couture, but if, if you probably have seen the ads, Juicy Couture's velour tracksuit is back with a Red Robin twist. Red Robin, the restaurant place, has partnered with Juicy Couture to launch the Juicier Collection, blending the nostalgia of the early 2000s fashion with the restaurant's gourmet burger heritage. Will you please tell me how that comes together to make any sense at I all? I can. Oh my God, I can. 
Um, yeah, Red Robin is the place that offers you unlimited fries. And yes. the more you eat there, the more you can only wear your stretchy, juicy couture velour track pants. <laughs> it's the only thing that oh, fits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, the juicy hamburgers. I mean, I, I get that go. thing. The tracksuit is tomato red, embellished with uh, fake crystals, showcasing the juicier and Red Robin logos. Uh, aimed at celebrating Red Robin's gourmet revival. I, I didn't know there was such a thing that is going on. Yes. It's $169. I'm just saying, what's next? Ralph Lauren is teaming up with Burger King? Is that, is that where we're going? I still don't get it. Outside of the fact that, yeah, you keep eating there, you're going to have to have something that expands. That, that to me, is... And there's there's a Red Robin uh, shop. I didn't realize that I'll tell that, you what, though. Earlier. Taco Bell needs to sit down because this girl is not wearing a Taco Bell Loco Dorito Taco Thong. Not doing it. Okay? You're just not. <laughs> not even for I knew, Valentine's Day. I knew Day. when you were braver. I knew you when you were braver than that. We this all, we is all Bob up. and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Oh, you guys, I learned something super interesting. So I was reading um, an article about mcdonald's play place you know the the playgrounds they really don't have them in very many mcdonald's anymore when was the last time you guys are much more likely to go to a mcdonald's than me when was the last time you saw like a big time they, mcdonald's play place they have remodeled so many of them now and no I, I haven't seen i haven't seen the play thing in a long time so when i was down in orlando recently um i didn't even realize this when i went through I actually accidentally went to the world's largest McDonald's wow. and I think it's three oh, stories yeah. and they have it's I think legendary. the whole second story is that that play place. Oh. Was it crowded? People come from around the world to visit that doc. Was it um, crowded? Was it interesting? It it was and it was really weird because normally if you go to a McDonald's it's the line is wrapped around for the drive-through but at this one the drive-through is basically empty, and the parking lot's packed because everybody's inside. Oh, that's oh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, good for you. Don't you love when you're on the road and you just stumble across some like pop culture treasure just by sheer chance? I love that. I love those moments. Well, here's what I learned reading about the McDonald's play places: that it was way back in 1971 that McDonald's is like, all right, we've got the adults. We're good here. Now we have to start um, winning over kids because if we get them when they're young, we'll have a lifetime customer. And I think we all know that that's pretty accurate, yep. right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that that was, they did two things in 1971. They, um, they created McDonald Land, which was this fast food sort of play, like world that was populated by Ronald McDonald and Mayor McCheese and the Hamburglar and the Grimace, right? And by the and and they began working on the idea of a menu for kids. It took until the very end of the 1970s for the Happy Meal to show up. But along the way, between inventing Mayor McCheese and working on the Happy Meal, McDonald's decided to test what would happen if we took McDonald Land. Now they, we can't have the Grimace at every McDonald's location. But what if we took that idea and we made it real in the stores? So it's the Illinois State Fair in 1972. McDonald's Corporation gets together with a company that makes Hollywood sets for movies. And that company, it's called Setmakers Incorporated. They created a 4,800 square foot space 
for the Illinois State Fair. There were swings and slides and climbing toys, and all of their favorite McDonald Land characters were in this at the World's Fair. They had a, um, an apple pie tree. They had a filet fish fountain. They had trash cans that would sing, right? Motion sensor trash cans that would sing. And McDonald's corporate thought, you know, based on, based on what we've seen at the Illinois State Fair, a playground in a McDonald's store would get roughly three years worth of use in 10 days. Okay, so they use the Illinois State Fair to test um, durability and safety and all of that. So think like it was an experiment in real time. How strong do we have to make these slides? How many layers of paint do we have to put on the apple pie tree? And so they figured it out. And once they had all of the kinks worked out, they knew it was absolutely safe and it was absolutely going to be rugged and it was going to last they opened the first McDonald's Playland in Chula Vista, California. It was twice the size, twice the size of the one at the Illinois State Fair, which means it was basically 10,000 square feet. And um, the kids absolutely loved it. They lost their mind. It increased business at that McDonald's in Chula Vista by like 60 plus percent. And then franchisees around the country, they wanted in on the action. So McDonald's created these blueprints for how you could put a playground in. And pretty soon there were 3,000 wow. play places. Now, at the wow. exact same time this was happening, America went through a nationwide obsession with children's safety. These were the kids on milk carton years. Okay. You had, you had abducted missing children on milk cartons. There were um, the ABC after-school specials, all of it. And the McDonald's Playland, which was already thought by parents to be safer than like an average city park or neighborhood park, McDonald's went ahead and leaned on the fear that people had for their children's safety. Most of those play places, they brought them 100% indoors, completely enclosed, which would make it a lot more difficult for a stranger with bad intentions to get in mm -hmm. among the kids. They replaced anything that was made of wood or metal with rubber and plastic, and they got rid of the swings and the slides that were in the early McDonald's land play places and replaced them with those germy bacteria-infested ball pits and oh, the tunnels, God, yeah. the little hamster trails of soft netting. And so that, that was the glory days of the McDonald's play place. And part of the reason it was so wildly successful is because of the milk carton phenomenon. Wow. Isn't that, I read that this article so with, with, I had to like scoop my job off the floor. Just That's absolutely nice. cool. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. I know how much we all love a top list. Top 10 this, top 10 that. I ran across a thing about narcissism. And before we go any further, if you don't know what a narcissist is, you probably know one or two. Uh, they have an unreasonably high self-importance to them. You know, they require constant admiration they feel that they deserve privileges, that kind of stuff. That's that's considered oh, yeah. a narcissist. All right. Now, 
The states with the most narcissists, starting at number 10, Rhode Island, number 9, Florida, number 8, Mississippi, uh, number 7, Louisiana, number 6, South Carolina, number 5, Indiana, number 4, Maine, number 3, New Hampshire, number 2, which is a shock a little bit, Iowa, what do you think the number one state is that has the most narcissists? I think everybody was expecting California, yeah, New York, yeah, and yeah. Texas to be on this list. What the heck is Iowa doing? It's the hard I know. land. I know. Oh my, I know. Well, well, based on this, it's got to be something like really good and decent and kind like Nebraska. <laughs> No, no, I don't know how Iowa, I don't know. I would love to know how this happened, but Texas is number one. Texas well, is see, number one. Everything's bigger in Texas. Texas. That kind of makes it's sense. Texas. To me. It's Texas. Exactly. All right. Now, here are the states with the fewest uh, number 10, Connecticut. Number nine, Utah. Number eight, Alaska. Number seven, Colorado. Number six, Vermont. The top five with the least are number five is Oregon. Number fifth, uh, number four is Nebraska. Number three is the District of Columbia. Ah, Hello. This is something wrong. Uh, number two is Wyoming, which, okay. But number one, the state with the fewest narcissists, Hawaii. Well, that make you know what? Every time Hawaii's on a list, it just confirms yeah. for you that you wish you lived in Hawaii. Does it, yes. Does it not surprise yes. you that Iowa and Nebraska are in the same proximity and they're on such different uh, ends of the scale mm -hmm. here? I just still I can't get the District that. of Columbia. Oh, my God. That should have went off the meter. Yeah, it oh should have been God. number one, not even close number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Here's the most narcissistic cities. Number 10, Nashville. Number 9, San Francisco. Number 8, Los Angeles. Hmm. Number 7, Jacksonville. Number 6, San Antonio. The top five. Number 5, Philadelphia. Number four, El Paso. Now that makes two cities in Texas. Texas. Uh, number three, <laughs> number three is San Jose, California. Number two is Indianapolis. What do you think the most narcissistic city is? So is this obvious? I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So you've I already mean, done it, Los Angeles. It can't be DC because DC didn't show up as a state. No. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, New York? Yep. Ding, 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 ding. You have a winner. Now, here's what's really weird on this. This is the least narcissistic cities. Number 10 is Milwaukee. Number 9 is Dallas. So, in the state that's <laughs> the most narcissistic, oh, crazy. Dallas is number 9 in on the least narcissistic. All right? 8 is Even Boston. With Jerry Jones? Like, does it I, seem like he would? He should, he should count for a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, like wouldn't he kind of screw the average just a little bit? Yeah, I'm. This yeah, is yeah. this is crazy. Like, who did that? Did I do this math? Who did? 
That's what I, I don't know. This is, they, they, I don't know. This is not making any sense if you think about it. All right, Boston's number eight. Baltimore's number seven. Las Vegas is number six. Really? Charlotte, North Carolina is number five. Of the least narcissistic. Least narcissistic. Number four is Phoenix. Number three is Denver. Number two is Portland. Number one, it would be impossible for you to guess because the most or the least narcissistic city in the country is in the most narcissistic state in the country. Des Moines? Austin, Texas. Oh, Austin. Austin. Oh, Austin. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So, so, so Texas is the most narcissistic but they've got the number one least narcissistic city. I, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know. Texas, I don't know how to come up with this. Texas. If my brother were writing a high school paper, he started all of his high school papers exactly the same way and kept waiting for a teacher to catch on. It would have started like this: The state of Texas is a mosaic of contradictions. <laughs> <laughs> and in this case, he would be correct. Wow. He would be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Any place as big as Texas, you're not going to, nothing's going to be 100% true for everybody or every place. Texas is. You're going to find everything. You're going to find yeah. everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. You know how when you go to a romantic comedy, I don't care what it is or who it stars, there's basically a formula. Um, these two people, they really are meant to be together, but they can't figure it out because a million things get in the way. Yeah, yeah. That applies to every single romantic comedy yeah, ever. pretty well, much. Well, BuzzFeed did, my younger daughter and I, we live on BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed did the uh, types of men who inevitably appear in every romantic comedy. <laughs> okay. Ready? <laughs> The British man who says terrible things and acts like a total tool, but his accent is so great that you kind of fall in love with him anyway. That's true. Russell Brand sort of specializes in that. Totally. The hot neighbor who never speaks or has his character developed in any way, he just smiles and is mostly shirtless in windows. Does he have a job? How does he pay his rent? Does he have an inner life? Maybe. It's buried deep, deep, deep below those rock-hard abs, and who cares anyway? And he's not in the movie a lot, but when he's in it, it's memorable. It's memorable. Yeah. These are guys who show up in romantic comedies. The guy whose entire personality is that he smokes weed. That's it. That's his whole character. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who wears cardigans as proof that he's sensitive. The -hmm. guy who wears glasses to show that he's thoughtful. He even reads books written by women sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. The dad who plays golf. The dad who plays golf is the only kind of dad the heroine can trust. He plays golf. That's his thing. He'll probably end up having a heart-to-heart with the troubled male lead at some point on the golf course. Yeah, yeah, that's right on it. The male doctor, who's also sexy and attractive. He can cure anything, even a broken heart. Yep. Which is exactly what he does 30 minutes in when he bumps into the female lead at a shop. That's exactly right. The guy who decides to ruin the wedding... Instead of saying how he felt a week ahead of the event. Say that one again. The guy that ruins the wedding instead of just saying how he felt a week ahead of the event. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's the groom or mm-hmm. maybe he's the groom's friend who's really in love with the bride. Yeah. Right. Um, these are types of men who appear in romantic comedies inevitably. Owen Wilson. Not a guy like Owen Wilson, the actual Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. 
the man who's 30 plus years older than the woman, but that's never, ever, ever addressed. And it's never a problem for anybody. It's never a problem and nobody ever says, hey, Judy. Your hot doctor boyfriend appears to be as old as your dad. Like nobody <laughs> I know. ever points that you out. You know, even in old movies, it was that way. If you see some old black and white romantic comedies sometimes, the guy looks like the banker in Monopoly, and the woman looks like A she's teenager. Ju- just out of uh, high school. Well, how about one of the most famous old Hollywood couples of all time? She was 17. Lauren Bacall. And Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. She was 17 years old. And no, I think she was 19. No, she was not. She was 17. Put your lips together and blow in that famous scene. She was 17, she was 17. in that scene. I swear she was 19. And he's 19. in his 40s, Not that right? that's much different. She's in his he 40s. He was in his early 40s. So I would like you to bring Madison in and fix her up with one of the guys in sales who's 40 <laughs> and single. Because that's what that My would be. My head is swooning. I know, right? That's okay. something. Men who appear in but you know, every But you know what? She comedy. loved him. And, and they, they were a real couple. For they really years were. Years and years and years. Yeah. yeah. But she was. Yeah. If Karamia, who was not 17, if Karamia came home and said, Mom, I think I've met the one. He's, he's 49. I would just like. I know. Run into traffic. All right. The man who cheats. In fact, he doesn't mm-hmm. just cheat. He's cheating scum. And he's such egregiously awful cheating scum that mm-hmm. it gives the guy who, who you should love an opportunity to point to him and go, I am not as bad as this guy. And you know, Bradley Cooper could play that guy, but he could also play the good guy. He could. He can play both. Um, the hot guy who who seemingly doesn't own a shirt because <laughs> he never has one on. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> the guy who is either extremely whimsical and peculiar or a serial killer. It could go either way. And in the beginning of the movie and really at the end, you can't tell. Yeah. The guy who lives in a giant art studio with bare brick walls. Oh, yes. yeah, definitely. In in Midtown Manhattan, seemingly, and he has no job. But, you know, that guy doesn't get the girl. That guy is 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 the snake in the grass. That's the that's the guy that she is that she right. thinks she wants to right. be. But with. he's not the guy. He is untrustworthy. Here's how much this formula applies. The guy that it, that lives in the spectacular house who is hotter than a hot dog is John Hamm and Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. But who gets the girl? The hot Scottish cop. Yeah, the, the cop. The Scottish well, cop. Who's th- not, not as hot s- as John Hamm. I think he's, he's nowhere, hotter. He's nowhere near as hot. No. I think he's hotter because that's my taste. But in the movie, John Hamm is the, not only is he the hotness, he's the rich hotness. John, John Hamm uh, does not get the girl and the cop does. What's the cop's name again? I, I Chris, uh, Chris, right. Chris, Chris. I love him yeah. so much. Chris something. Anyway. He, he gets the girl because he's a decent guy. Because he's a decent guy. Yeah. Yep. And that's how, do you see how much this falls yeah, right yeah. in line? Yeah. So you would be, you would be the decent guy. I want to be the hot guy. The really nice house. But you're the decent guy. Actually, what I'd like to be is that dirty artist with that brick wall. Who <laughs> doesn't have to work for a living. Who doesn't have to work for a living. At least you're not the whimsical guy who could be a serial killer, yeah. right? You know, I, I almost got that didn't have to work for a living part down. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> the Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. You know, I don't know if anybody knew this or not, but one of the reasons that the NFL has never wanted to do or never allowed the Super Bowl to be in Vegas is because of the gambling. But since now, 
Sportsbook gambling is on the internet all the way across the country. Now they can have it there, but they still have rules. During the regular season, NFL players are allowed to gamble on almost anything that doesn't involve the NFL, but that is not going to be the case for the Chiefs and the 49ers when they get to Las Vegas. With the NFL's biggest game being played in Sin City this year, the league has decided to get really tough on gambling. The NFL will be complementing a newer strict uh, policy that will apply only to the Chiefs and the 49ers. The new rule is very simple. If you play for the Chiefs or the 49ers, you're not allowed to gamble while you're in Vegas. You can't play casino games. You can't bet on sports. You can't do anything. The two teams will be staying in separate hotels 15 miles away from the Strip. Although these strict rules will not be in place for the uh, – will be in place for the two Super Bowl teams. Any player who's not playing in the game on, and they're on another team, they can go to Las Vegas. They can do whatever they want to do. They just can't bet on the NFL. Uh, and they can't go into any sports book places. They just they got to stay away from that. The normal policy is NFL players can gamble in casinos and bet on sports except for the NFL. But the Super Bowl policy is players participating in the game are not allowed to gamble on anything at all while in Vegas. Any player who gets caught betting on the NFL will face at least a one-year suspension. If the player is betting on his own team, then he will face a two-year suspension. They're really down. They're looking out for this wow. gambling situation. It's tough. It's tough. So none of the Chiefs not, and none of the 49ers will see the strip. I'm not worried about my Chiefs because Travis Kelsey already took the big, biggest gamble of his life and won. What else is there to bet on? <laughs> that is so true. Looking forward to the game. This yes, is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.